0: Bless God, Merry Christmas! This is Justin and finally saying thank you for tuning in to the broadcast today. Now this is part two of the sermon we preached last week. Who is this Christ? We're talking about eternal mysteries. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. You cannot humanize the Godhead. That's why people have so much trouble with the Trinity. They're trying to humanize it. It don't work that way. See, so the title of this message is Who is this Christ? This is part two. Call a friend, tell him to turn that television on. I'm telling you, it will bless you. You will learn revelation from God Almighty so you'll know what to do, when to do it, where to do it, how to do it. Let's go into the message part two of who is this Christ. Take a pencil and paper, take some notes. You're going to learn something today. Write this down. Christ is the express image of the Father. Now, I'm going to explain this. Just as a word is an image or a picture of a thought. God, this is good. <laughs> Christ is the express image of the Father. Just as a word is an image or a picture of a thought. Dog. What'd you just see? There ain't no dog around here. But because I said it, it produced a picture in you. Watch this. Black dog. Ugly dog. (laughs) You just thought about an ugly dog. It's amazing, isn't it? And yet people can't understand that Jesus looks just like God. And God looks just like Jesus. Jesus looks like the Father. The Father looks like Jesus. They both look like the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost looks like the Father and Jesus. (laughs) Why? Because just as a word is an image or a picture of a thought. Christ is the express image of the Father. Just as a word is an image or a picture of a thought. Now let me go to this next point. I could preach right there for hours, but I want to go. A word already exists in our minds even before it is spoken or conceived. It's waiting for you to make it. That's the difference between was and made. It's sitting back here. Think about that. Waiting for you to say something. When you create that word and it comes out of your mouth, it creates made. Made. Let me say it again. A word already exists in our minds even before it is spoken or conceived. Not a word's been spoken, but the minute, well, Christmas time. Women should never tell their husband what they need for Christmas. Bad. Worst thing in the world you can do. Or a boyfriend or girlfriend. Because if you tell him what you need if you're married, you're gonna get a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> what do you want a vacuum cleaner for? That ain't for you, that's for the house. See, there's sometimes when I'm walking with Kathy at Oakwine Heart, there ain't a word being spoken. It doesn't exist in her mind till she sees something. She goes, then she does this to me. I ain't moving because it's going to cost me something if I move. Then she says, "Ooh, that ring is talking to me. (laughs) I won't say, let it talk. (laughs) I can't hear it. Now, she did not have that on her mind when we stopped. It was not there. But it was there. In an area that she couldn't get to until something made, made her, made her say it. Let me say it again. The word already exists in our minds even before it is spoken or concerned. You see, that's what Satan didn't understand about that nativity over there. Take a shot of the nativity, guys. Television, go to, go to nativity. Put it up on the screen. That see, he didn't understand that at all. First, he didn't believe that, Joseph, that Mary was a virgin to start with, just like the church. Get a shot of it. I don't know if they probably do it. In, in, in the, put it on the screen if you don't mind. Yeah, good. I'm going to walk over here. I'll get in the shot. Watch this. You see, he just sees all this. Now, in his mind, he thinks, what could this baby do? But he don't know. He's been waiting on this Messiah, trying to kill everybody he can. That's why he killed Abel. That must be him. He's going to bust my head, so I'm going to get Cain to kill him. Going, I keeps missing it, missing it, missing it, missing it, missing it, missing it. He don't understand this. First thing first, neither the Jews, because they wasn't looking for a baby in a stable. They were looking for a king in a palace. There was the king of kings. There was the rose of Sheridan, the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. There he was. Angels shouting, screaming and hollering. People coming 1,500 miles to give him gifts. And you couldn't get one rabbi to go six miles from Bethlehem or from Jerusalem to Bethlehem to see who is he who is born king of the Jews. A little boy watching me smiling. I like that man. (laughs) Do you see my point? That's why you hear Satan say at the ascent, at the resurrection, when he comes out of cool from the, oh, God, whoa if we'd have known? we'd have never crucified him. Uh, Someone asked me the other day, Jesse, did you believe God knew all this would fall to pieces? Yes. Yes. 100%. You can't surprise God. Have you ever went to God and asked him he goes, I did not know that. No, I don't think so. Well, why did he do it? This is so simple. You don't really know somebody loves you unless the test comes. You have to give them the opportunity to tell you no. You have to give them the opportunity to leave you to find out how deep your love is for that person. Do you see that? He knew man would fail. He knew Lucifer would fail. That's what exposes who the real person is. You see. Now me and Kathy have been married 50 years at the time of this preaching. And you know, we we have some very loud discussions sometimes. The volume really gets up there. Especially Kathy. Ah. Me, I'm like a dog. (laughs) Kathy like a (laughs) (laughs) a. Just a hissing. I have to turn around to pet the fur down. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) But it never gets to the level I'm gone. Why? Because the love is stronger than her hiss. The love is stronger than my bark. You see my point? See, God has got to give you free will to reject him to find out if you really do love him. But he will never leave you or forsake you. You can break that covenant. And even in hell, if you went to hell, he still loves you. But judgment and law has to be, takes its place there. You see. Ooh, this is good. The word existed in the beginning. In the beginning was the word. Write this down. The word existed in the beginning and the word beginning cannot be referencing time because there was no such thing as time in the beginning. Time did not exist. What did they do when nothing was nothing? What did they do? They talked to each other. They had ideas. Hey, let's do something. Let's create something. What? Matter. Let's create a universe. Boy, and he did all that. But then he said, let's do our best creation. Let us make man. Angels say, what's a man? No one had ever heard of this. Let us make man in our image. Watch this. And in our likeness. What likeness? You have a spirit. You have a soul. You have a body. You got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. You three in one, yet you distinct in all three, yet you one. Now, here's the thing that blows everybody's socks. Off. I believe this is what aggravated Satan greatly. Let us give him, let us give man dominion. <whistles> Demi- over all, oh, all, that's was. All the works, oh, of my hand. Angels are the works of God's hand. The seraphim, the cherubim, the archangel. And I'm going to shock you. We even have dominion over hurricanes. Yes. We, we pray to go somewhere else. We mess up the weather channel all the time. It's coming to Louisiana. We were in the cone eight times. And <laughs> it was then Christians praying, send it to Florida. Send it to Texas. We're just so glad it don't come here. No, no. See, we don't take authority over it. We pray against it. When well, you shouldn't be praying, take authority over it, cat and break the eye of it. And what sucks it in is the fear. Actually, a spiritual force is sucking in a physical storm because they look for weak places in the, quote, atmosphere. Where does Satan work? In the atmosphere. He's the prince of the power of the air. Do you see that? So the word existed in the beginning and the word beginning cannot be referencing time because time didn't exist. At one time, there was no space. There was nothing and he hung the world on nothing. The word was has not limit limit of time and must be distinguished from the word made. See, there's the difference. See, that's why people mess up. You got to distinguish the word was and made. The word was has not limit of time and must be distinguished from the word made. If it had been up to me, we'd have never had any children. Me and God, never. Not that I don't love children. I love kids. I like to play with kids. It's fun. But the kind of job I had, I was traveling all the time. Jody was almost born in a hotel like Jesus was in a sense. You know what I'm trying to say? I mean, I was just uh, Traveler, I traveled constantly. So I thought, this is not conducive, you know, to raise a child. We were in hotels in six weeks in a different city, all, all over. We, <laughs> we used to have Jody look for the McDonald's sign. You know, at that time they had four billion. I think me and Kathy ate two billion of them hamburgers. They <laughs> just ate hamburgers all the time. You had to get what you can. So we'd say, look, let's look for the arches, Jody. And she'd, remember that? Jody would just look. She'd go, oh, cheeseburger. Well, we went through St. Louis one time. St. Louis, Missouri, and called, it's called the arch, the gateway to the Midwest. She looked, she went, cheeseburger. Yeah. She saw so many arches. She just knew that was a big cheeseburger. See, children, you know, they just, they, 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 they see and believe. One time, Jody, we were, you, do you remember when you could put your kid in the front seat and if you hit your brakes, you did this? Anybody ever done that? Hold your hand up. Yeah. Didn't, you know, which is crazy. You can't hold that kid if you hit the break. And all of a sudden, Jody just standing there. She must have been two, maybe. Jody could talk good, man, Lord. Because she never was around children. She was around So we talked to her, you know. She said, boy, Lisi must be rich. Kathy looked and said, Lisey? And I said, Lisey? She said, Daddy, Lisi rich. I said, why do you say that? She said, look at the signs. For Lisi, For Lisi." <laughs> Far That makes total sense. Right? Just read the sign. Far Well, She must be rich because Far got a lot of places. Now we laughed. That's how you got to believe was. See? He like took his children. They have no doubt. They're born believers until you teach them the doubt. The word was has not limit of time or space, if you want to put that in there. It must be distinguished from the word made. And what does the word was, what is the, does it suggest? The word was suggests a continuous state. It's just is. And was in existence before creation. The word was suggests a continuous state and was in existence before creation and time. They were just there. You see, when you understand the word divinity or divine, it shuns all barriers to say divine or divinity. See, the Caesars tried to become divinity. They wanted their subjects, the Caesars. They called them divinity. They were gods. I stood in the place where they made Caesar, Julius Caesar, a god. I was in Rome. I stood just like I'm doing now. This is where they deified him. But he did. Now, you know, there are a lot of other gods. They did. Buddha did. Muhammad did. Harry Karishner did. I don't know. Why would you serve a God named Harry? I don't know, but I don't understand the Harry Korishna part. I'm not being critical, please. Jesus was, is. Alive. Why? Because he was not created. He was not made. He was. He is. And he gave that authority and power. Let me get in the front so somebody can really criticize me. To me. To me. And he gave it to you. He said in St. John 14, 12, go do the work that I do. And greater works than these shall you do. Because I go to my father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, I will do. Why? Oh, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Now let's get real radical. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Jesus did not give us any boundaries. A woman can't have a baby, she's a virgin. That's a boundary. can't create something with nothing that's a boundary you haven't met was you haven't met is you haven't met i am you see what i'm saying and you can talk and scream and shout and do all this junk that you think is right but it's all going to go to waste and void all these people that have tried to get rid of god's word they're all dead and he's still here you see what i'm saying who is this Christ? And I close with this statement. If you don't think Jesus wanted to know. Peter, whom do men say that I am? What they say about it? He said, well, some say you're Elias. Some say others. But Peter, you know, you know, what do you say I am? Peter says, you are the Christ. Oh, the Messiah. The, the anointed one is anointed. The son of the living God. Whoa, Jesus said. He understands words. He said, Peter, flesh and blood had revealed that to you but my heavenly father. That came directly from. He understood completely at that point who Jesus was. But he did not let it sink Deep enough. He let it go only to his soul. In just a few months late. He says, I neither know nor understand the man. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. That's the difference between was and made. That's a vast cavern. I mean space right there. That word was has no limit of time or space. You know, let me tell you something about the word divinity. The Caesars tried to call themselves divinity. They had no understanding of what that meant because they all died. The word divinity shuns all boundaries. Think about that. Remember, Jesus was and is alive. He was not created or made. He gave authority and power to you and me. See, we were made he was, oh, Lord Jesus. Now, why, were, why, why was is so important, and why did God came in the flesh? So that we could glorify the Father in the Son. Think about that, that you can glorify the God. That's why you cannot humanize the Godhead. So, so many people try to doctrinalize it, and I don't know if that's the right word to say, but it makes sense to me. No, he is. He was. I am that I am. I believe God's really ministering to you today. I want to pray for you right now. Father, open people's minds to understand the revelation of who you were, that it cannot be humanized because it's God. And, Lord, I thank you for each and every one of them that we're receiving revelation every day and how wonderful you really are that Christ is in us, the hope of glory. Ooh, Lord, isn't that a blessing of the Lord? I love praying for you. You know, prayer is such a phenomenal language because we're all in it. Isn't that wonderful? And I thank you for praying for me. And I've said it so many times, I've got to say it again. You'll never be a day without prayer. My, My wonderful partners that helped me preach this gospel, my God, man. I mean, I think about all these years that you were there. I was there for you. You were there for me. We were both there for God. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, and that's not bragging on us. That's giving glory to who God is. Ooh, I'm starting to preach here again. I can't help myself because I love this message because it's reality inside of me. Now, the show's not over. Kathy's coming right now with some great, glorious moments that you send in. And I love those glorious moments. That's why we name them glorious moments. And those moments turn into a lifetime. And it's such a blessing. So, Kathy, take it away.
1: Welcome to Glorious Moments. I have two wonderful testimonies from Australia for you today. This first one says, glory be to God who brings a word to us through Pastor Jesse and Kathy's boardroom chats. What a wonderful work you do. You revive weary souls and fill us with faith, hope and joy. I just get so revved up and spring out from bed every week with this. Ever since I've been connected to you this way and as a partner, I have seen miracles in my life. All glory to God. Thank you, dear pastors. Thank you, Team JDM, for bringing this to us. I love that testimony. Now, listen to this one also from Australia. It says, I used to receive demanding debt letters in the mailbox, which was so stressful, to say the least. Now, when I open my mailbox, the debts have now been replaced with JDM partner letters. Glory to God. Thank you all for the principles and the time you both Both you and Kathy spend on air each day to help those in need. You know, it's such a delight to receive your testimonies about the great works of the Lord and to share them with others. I've been thinking about our ministry theme for 2022. It says, go do the work. And Psalms 111 and verse 2 and 3 in the Amplified say that it is what is in my heart right now at the close of this year. It says, the works of the Lord are great, sought out by all those who have delight in them. His work is honorable and glorious and his righteousness endures forever. Doing the work of the Lord in this ministry and in your life is honorable and glorious and it must be shared. Never forget that during this Christmas season. And every time that you take a time to share your glorious moment about what the Lord is doing in your life, it brings honor and glory to our wonderful God. And it is a sure way to brighten up another person's life too. So don't forget that and have a great time this Christmas season. Merry Christmas. God bless you. See you next time.
0: To experience the Christmas story like never before? In his book, The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, Jesse Duplantis delivers an insightful, fresh look at the manger and beyond. You'll be inspired to have a higher life of faith as he explores the mysterious ways God moves. Get ready to elevate your character with the characters of Christmas, The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, Uncommon Lessons from the Christmas Story. Order your copy at jdm.org today. Ladies and gentlemen, if you hadn't got my book, The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, I encourage you to get it today. You'll find out about the different characters of Christmas in a way that you know you've never heard before. It makes a great copy for a friend for Christmas. It's a great Christmas gift, and they will be blessed by it. Plus, you'll learn revelation. And that's what we need. We need revelation, my God. To order it, all you got to do is go to jdm.org follow the ordering information. And you'll be blessed by it. I think it's one of the finest books I ever wrote. It took me 30 years to write it. I'm not kidding you, man. I mean, I waited a long time to write that book. God kept holding me back, and then he released me. And I love the point he said, the unconscious obedience of the unbeliever. That's in that book. What do you mean? God used Caesar Augustus to get Jesus the way he was supposed to be born. That thing will minister life to you. Partners, thank you for all you do. What a wonderful time to be a blessing to Jesus Christ today. Thank you for your faithful financial partnership. You know, me and Kathy, give we give the Lord a gift every Christmas. Well, everybody else gets Christmas gifts, and it's his birthday. Now, some people say, well, that's not really his birthday. Well, he had one, so we're going to celebrate it on December 25th. If that's okay with you, it's just such a blessing. And be a blessing. So what do you give to God in terms of a gift? Well, we usually bless a ministry or we bless someone. I'm telling you, we do it, and we do it financially, and it's just a blessing of the Lord. So do something today. Nothing too small, nothing too big. We've got some great and wonderful projects that are going on in this ministry. We are reaching people, changing lives, one soul at a time. That's what we do. And we couldn't do it without our faithful financial partners. So thank you for your gift today. I hope you enjoyed this week's broadcast. I sure enjoy coming into your home. Been doing it for many, many years. I think I started out with brown hair. (laughs) Praise God. You have to go back, way back to find that brown hair, but it's true. Now next week, I got a message entitled, The Gift That Jesus Gave to His Father. So I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. My God, it's my favorite time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and it really is. Thank you, partners, for helping me reach another soul, get another body healed, bless someone, That's what you do today. Thank you for your gift. Merry Christmas. God bless. Bye-bye. Did you know angels are real? And many of them are here today. God's Word is full of supernatural experiences by people just like you and me. My new book, The Hidden Help, I share a few of those biblical stories and some of my own personal experiences with angelic beings. Remember, this world isn't all there is. You are unique in God's creation, and the hidden help is always here for you. Order your copy today at JDM.org. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Our December partner offers the barred gate and the open door. The open door has the power to recreate and restore the closed gates that shut you out. As you watch this revelatory message, you will discover how you may have a lost garden, but we have gained a home in heaven. Order your copy today at jdm.org. So when someone tells you you're not worthy, put on your bow. Put on your sash and say, I'm the righteousness of God. I'm the gift that Jesus gave to his father and they still proclaiming it across the universe of universes. Now we know there's possibly multiple universes. And yet, God Almighty flung them with His hands.